0: You may be thinking, what is Matthew on? Comparing air fryers to Juul is so random. And you know what? You'd be right because air fryers and Juul, just kind of looking at it from the surface, they have nothing in common, literally nothing. But the air fryer, my theory, my, what I'm going to explain to you, the air fryer is the Juul of the kitchen industry and Juul is the air fryer of the tobacco industry. I'm going to compare their histories side by side and pretty much hold your hand and walk you through how exactly they are scary similar in more ways than one. It's so funny because, um, oh, of course, I'm not affiliated with Juul and I don't promote underage smoking or smoking at all for that matter. But you know what? You do what you got to do. But it's so funny that I don't think I've told anyone what I'm about to tell you in regards to my reasons for making this episode but you'll see before i bore you with the facts let's just start out with how this topic came about it took many events for my brain to kind of compile these ideas together and make a make a thesis it's funny to say but to start off i have been doing which this is the thing i was talking about before i have been doing a little bit of anti-teen anti-teen vaping activism okay um i work under this organization that helps implement changes regarding youth problems legislatively but that's all i'll say i don't really don't need my personal information leaked on the internet right now um but i've had to research the problems and history of vaping and its marketing tactics and all of that really fun stuff for like speeches theses says whatever it's definitely an interesting topic to me anyway so yeah that's one of the three things that had to happen for this episode to kind of show up i also watched um in the same vein i also watched big vape which is a documentary on netflix about the rise and fall of jewel i i personally liked it i like really i like document i like documentaries that are like on the more interesting side like if you put on a nature documentary you best believe i'm leaving but I rated it three and a half stars on Letterboxd, by the way, if you care. It was just It was just overall interesting. And it planted another seed in my brain to talk about it. Like something in me was like, I can use this for later. Like I stored the information. Finally, um, while I was like I was like staring at the ceiling or something, I don't know. I just thought about how an air fryer and jewel were kind of similar. Like I was just kind of sitting there and I was thinking about probably the documentary but i was just like wow when you think about it air fryers and vape or like air fryers and jewel are actually kind of similar like i tried looking it up on google tiktok to see if it was there was any correlation and like if the connection between air fryers and jewel have been made before but because i wasn't sure i found a video about recent air fryer news okay it basically said that the teflon like the black coating inside the air fryer which isn't inside all of air fryers but most of like the very commercial ones the teflon was toxic and it shouldn't be used and it it, like causes cancer or something now apparently this is new news that has been like kind of just recently gone mainstream even though the air fryer came out in 2010 but we'll talk about that later overall after all of these things smashed together in my brain i was just really compelled to make this episode because during my research there was literally nothing about this comparison and I was like wait that's an original idea okay so if you see anyone talk about jewel versus air fryers like in anyone of their video essays anyone in whatever I did it first okay I do want to mention though I asked chat for fun um before I started baking this episode what what the similarities were between air fryers and jewel and miss gpt herself Literally hit every single point that I did in my head when I was staring at the ceiling, like I mentioned to you before. So, I mean, I must be doing something right. If the computer database with all knowledge of the world up until January 2022 um, has up there, stored up there somewhere. If we're thinking on the same path, I'm just saying, like, I might be AI. Okay, let's just start with talking about the birth and the history of um and Air Fryers. I was originally planning to talk about each point in history side by side, but it just didn't match up and it felt really boring and inconsistent. So I'm going to talk about the air fryer's history. And then I'm going to talk about Jewel's history and Jewel's history is so much more in depth and so much more. It's so juicy. The air fryer one is kind of boring, but you'll see how they connect. Okay. So first 2010 was when Phillips entered the market enter the air fryer market, I guess. And also the air fryer just kind of emerged in 2010. The first standalone air fryer started appearing in the market around 2010. These appliances were designed to mimic the results of deep frying using hot air in a minimal amount of oil. So right off the bat, it was, people were already skeptical about the air fryer because they call it an air fryer, but it's, you still use oil. I guess a better way to advertise it would be like, or a more accurate way. It's, a deep fryer that doesn't waste oil you know what i'm saying because if you traditionally deep fry things you have a bunch of oil and a bunch of grease that you just throw away right so the dutch electronics company phillips played a significant role in popularizing air fryers they introduced the air fryer like they branded an air fryer whatever um in 2010 really at, right at the beginning and this one specifically gained attention because it had the ability to like it was very versatile and had many functions. Fry, bake, grill, roast. Little to no oil. Later down the line, in kind of into the 2010s, it was literally only growth from here. Rapid popularity, increased consumer appeal. Just, they the air fryer gained widespread popularity because of its promise of healthier cooking with reduced oil consumption, which it worked because the air fryer works. <laughs> but, on the contrary okay i'm bringing out my english 101 here on the contrary um from the interval from the time interval 2000 to 2013 there were concerns about the material coating the inside of air fryers like i was talking to you about earlier teflon um that made it not stick those concerns rose in the early 2000s and in 2013 major manufacturers including those of teflon agreed to a voluntary phase out of PFOA or basically taking Teflon out of air fryers if we were going to put it in our context um this decision was part of a global effort to reduce environmental and human exposure to this chemical yet i don't know what happened after that because there's still we still got Teflon in our air fryers in 2024 so i don't know what happened there um back to kind of talking about the 2010 specifically health and dietary trends and the rise of lower fat cooking methods only contributed to the air fryer's appeal and it just rose from there right from 2018 onwards though once they integrated smart technology and like electronic screens and buttons and the um, user-friendly design i should say it aligned with the broader trend of smart kitchen appliances so as you can most obviously tell it grew in popularity now we're in the 2020s where it's just the air fryer is always evolving i should say and it's always growing the air fryer continues to evolve with advancements in technology and design um despite all the teflon concerns they're still there for some people um It's a deal breaker for some to not get an air fryer but they're just underlying concerns and it's still popular okay that's kind of where i'm at for the air fryers let's talk about juul juul has been literally to hell and back okay from 2007 to 2015 juul labs juul labs was founded in 2007 it was originally called pax labs it's not really that important founded in 2007 the juul e-cigarette which was introduced in 2015. They spent from 2007 to 2015 perfecting the Juul e-cigarette. I'm pretty sure they released products in between to kind of see where they were going with that, but Juul came out in 2015 and it immediately gained popularity for its sleek design and nicotine salt technology, which was a new innovation. Essentially, the point of Juul um, and the owners... Uh, not brand like they're what they strived for was offering adult smokers an alternative to traditional cigarettes so it's a less harmful nicotine delivery than burning tobacco in you know james modesty's and adams bowen adam adam bowen it's late (laughs) it's really late um but they focused on developing a smokeless cigarette using the innovative technology however if we were to kind of just go generally what the biography of Jewel is about, the product faced criticism for its appeal to youth, leading to regulatory changes and changes in the company's direction. If we were to fast forward all the way to 2018, 2019, this is like the height of teen vaping in terms of Juul's popularity and posting about it on social media, etc. Because Juul posed Juul as kind of like a lifestyle accessory. jewel faced criticism in 2018 to 2019 for its appeal to youth and kind of just its inability to um to 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 comply to regulatory um changes, okay? Basically, I think it was the FDA, but the FDA said, "Hey, if you don't do something about the teen vaping problem because kids are dying from lung cancer, that's kind of linked to jewel if you don't do something about it we're gonna have to take you off the market because it was way too easy to buy like genuinely everybody had their hands on a bait altria this is this is different but altria is part of quote unquote big tobacco which is the big to, it's the tobacco industry but jewel hates the tobacco industry that's their entire goal they created jewel to combat the big tobacco and how bad it is for you and they're the real reason they're killing Americans is kind of their thought. But in 2018, Altria acquired a 35% stake in Juul, which was so confusing for a lot of employees. Um, and also the FDA implemented measures to address their underage drug use. Okay. Go forward 1 year, 2019. This is, I feel like this was the beginning of the end of, um, Jewel. Like, Jewel still exists now, and like, it's, it's fine, it's chill. But in terms of, I say in, I, I probably said in terms of way too many times in this episode, but in 2019, in response to the challenges and threats to be removed off the market, Jewel's founders, both of them, stepped down in 2019 and a former Altria executive from Big Tobacco became CEO of Juul. And I'm pretty sure they voted on that. The The two owners voted on that to happen, which was be, personally beyond me. Now, even though their leadership changed and it's Juul, which was originally designed to combat Big Tobacco, is owned by Big Tobacco because if you can't win them, you buy them. In 2019 and into the 2020s, uh jewel voluntary voluntarily restricted flavors because um they faced legal action against them about like allegations of marketing to minors, which was true um lung cancer was becoming more common in teen vapors at this time, although there wasn't and there still isn't a confirmed link between vaping and lung cancer because. It's still a new product. Like, it hasn't even been. It's almost been 10 years since Jewel came out, but not yet. Um, It's pretty clear. In the 2020s, which were kind of just the here and now, Jewel's market position was impacted by all of their legal battles. Um, their restructuring, just the evolving landscape of vaping and vaping regulations. Like, you can buy vapes off of TikTok shop. Now, that's crazy. Jewel is currently kind of just rebuilding and updating and adapting to these changes um, in their marketing and their products because lo and behold the allegations about marketing to minors was true and was always true and you'll see kind of a little bit why in in a specific instance that yeah I don't know but now that I kind of bored you with the history of it all let's talk about how they were both tech innovations and how they were similar in that way, given the history alone, you can kind of see how their introduction to their respective industries were similar. Even though air fryers didn't have as many bumps in the road as Juul did, but when it comes to tech innovations, I feel like this is kind of where they parallel, they overlap the most. To kind of just go off the list, Juul tech innovations number one: nicotine salt, which was the e liquid that they used in each vape. Um containing nicotine salts, Uh it's a more stable form of nicotine compared to free-based nicotine found in traditional e-cigarettes and also burnt tobacco and cigarettes for that matter. But basically smoother nicotine delivery was tech innovation number one. Number two, nicotine vapor quickly and efficiently fills your lungs at literally dangerously high rates, but whatever. Um, in a way that's like so smooth, kind of bouncing off of the nicotine salt point. And if I were to jump down to air fryers, because air fryers, the point of air fryers was that they cook incredibly faster and more efficiently than traditional ovens or fryers. No hassle, no oil popping everywhere, kind of just hot air circulation throughout the machine, which is incredibly similar to what Juul did when it comes to using pure nicotine salts too quickly and efficiently fill your lungs with a high level of nicotine uh number three when it comes to jewel tech innovations their sleek design and their portability like that was just this kind of like the, the visual hook that people got on um but you compare that to the air fryer the air fryer was designed to have a compact element to them They're compact, they're countertop friendly, making them suitable for like kitchens, places with limited space. Um, The portable nature of air fryers contributed to their popularity, which was extremely comparable to Juul, okay? Number one, two, three, four. The fourth Juul tech innovation was temperature control. Um, I haven't talked about this yet at all, but Juul devices are equipped with temperature control technology ensuring that the e-liquid is heated to an optimal and a constant temperature so you can inhale the vapor without it being too hot or too cold and kind of just so your vaping experiences uniform all around. The air fryer. Most air fryers come equipped with precise temperature control settings. It uses a convection cooking method to distribute heat effectively for a constant product okay because like that's like that that was a point that when i researched it and i put it together that that was the point that made me sit there go wow they literally they're twins okay finally um the fifth jewel tech innovation was it was a healthier option instead of inhaling burnt tobacco users could enjoy the same read smoking experience without the indefinite lung cancer um that was basically jewel's mission With Juul, it was kind of just a 50-50 chance you would get lung cancer. But with cigarettes, you would indefinitely get lung cancer. When it comes to air fryers, they were made to be a healthier option without the need for copious amounts of oil. Users could enjoy the same great taste. Why did I say that? Users could enjoy... Users could enjoy the same great taste with little health repercussions. Okay. Um yeah i don't know what else to say like it speaks for itself like i'm just i'm here stating the facts for you so you could be like oh yeah they are they are pretty similar but another aspect that i think is important looking past the fact that i'm a marketing nerd marketing actually played an incredibly important role in the growth of each product these two would not they're not comparable in this category but they were both important in their respective categories under this marketing section, I literally have for Jewel, I wrote Jewel marketing and scandals because a lot of their marketing was just one big scandal. So originally, Jewel took to social media to promote their products as an originally independent brand. It's, um, you know, it's the route you usually, you usually would go. Um, Jewel related Instagram content increasingly became more popular and in turn, it created a younger audience. Truth Initiative stated this, like Truth Initiative is an anti-vaping organization, but they wrote a blog post about this, about Instagram posts from March 1st, 2018 and May 5th, 2018 regarding Juul-related content. Most Instagram posts, 57%, contained lifestyle-related content such as Juul use during social activities and events and mentions of jeweling as a characteristic of cultural or societal identity. Over half of the posts, 55%, had youth-related content, including slang, memes, and cartoon imagery, references to celebrities, and jewel use at school, and other places frequented by youth. One third of posts, which was 34%, contained overt promotional content that often directly engaged with users, encouraged users to tag friends linked to a commercial website, and featured giveaways. And finally, 11% of the posts were related to the amount, taste, and effects of nicotine, including its addictiveness. So, like, the TLDR of this is like, posting on Instagram captivates a youth audience. Promoting nicotine and a cool looking USB drive through the lens of a lifestyle content um, space makes teenagers interested and they did not make an effort to talk about the harmful effects of nicotine. They downplayed the risk associated with nicotine use and portrayed the product as a sleek and fashionable lifestyle accessory. Um, that's kind of marketing slash scandal number one. Marketing slash scandal number two is Jewel went to school to talk about anti-smoking. Are you ready for this? Juul faced scrutiny for its involvement in school programs aimed at preventing youth smoking. Critics argued that the company's outreach programs may have inadvertently contributed to the increased awareness and usage of Juul products among young people. Which, personally, I agree with them. Because why would, out of everyone, why is Juul going to school saying, hey, don't use our product until you're of age? But, like, this is what it does to you finally their third marketing scandal is their flavored pots which caused a lot of controversy especially among parents the availability of a variety of flavored pods like mango and dessert flavors it drew attention and criticism some argued that these flavors were designed to attract younger users and there were concerns about like the appeal of these flavors to teenagers but Jewel had trouble removing these flavors off their website or off their, their their product mix because these flavors were such a big selling point for Jewel. So many people that were hooked on cigarettes, they didn't want to transfer to Juul because it's like, well, I already have cigarettes. Like, I'm going to die anyway. I might as well just use them. But the flavored pods add another layer of uniqueness to jewel so it's like oh i can smoke mango today i can smoke chocolate today um so they definitely had a lot of trouble removing that and i think they they have not removed their flavored pods yet but they have limited their 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 product range they limited the amount of flavors now when it comes to air fryer marketing (laughs) not much to say here the air fryer in itself is a mass market product, but in its beginnings, it was a really niche, like quote unquote, health item. For years and years, the air fryer has been traditionally advertised through television. It was shown on like home shopping channels, like QVC, in the context of quote unquote healthy recipes. Um, but as the product grew out of the healthy mom space and kind of just that, it became a mass market product, meaning like everybody wants it, everybody wants a piece of it, and it especially appealed to young people. While modern social media climbed in the latter 2010s and also into the 2020s, air fryers became incredibly popular in the social media space due to its surprising convenience and cleanup, especially for beginner cookers, which usually are young. But due to its presence on social media, it inevitably reached younger audiences even more so with our modern food slash recipe slash lifestyle influencers constantly using it now i know i said they didn't relate in terms of their marketing but just like jewel social media marketing and user generated content plus young people equals mass market product or like everybody wants it it's a you know it's it's the thing to have the success of both Jewel and Airfryers was not static. It required adaptability to market trends in their respective industries. So it was like the way they grew, even though they grew in really weird ways. And Jewel like fought to have a spot in the market, and the Airfryer was doing amazing. It still had to adapt to their respective markets, if that makes sense. And if that doesn't make sense, that's okay. I'm a decade kid. If you're not a decade kid, it's. It's fine. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to be plagued with whatever plague I have. Now, let's talk about what can be learned from this. You sat here for like 20 minutes. I'm sitting here talking about how Jewel and Airfryers are actually twins. What can be learned? Number one, innovation pays off. Okay. Both Jewel and Airfryers succeeded in part due to their innovative features and technological appeal but they essentially broke through their industry with a crazy idea and it worked number two health consciousness okay not only did the two products tap into the growing trend of health conscious consumer preferences for like their own reasons but they also made a lasting impact on the way we consumed fried food and nicotine and they they changed their space forever and also geared us to healthier options it brought versatility it brought user friendly design and it brought convenience to the table and created an entire new era of products within their industries um but also finally which i think is the most important point um it shows the power of social media neither products like if you really think about it neither jewel or the air fryer would have made it this far without social media a good or bad context if you're trying to get youth to smoke your product or if you're trying to get youth to start cooking it wouldn't have been done without social media that's it thank you for attending my ted talk oh but i i I need to film the outro or record the outro now okay outro hi that was really it was like a pillow thought turned podcast episode is the story of my life every two weeks. Speaking of that, just a reminder that I'm uploading every two, every other Saturday. I think they called it bi-weekly. I looked it up. I'm pretty sure it's bi-weekly. But I upload biweekly, every two weeks, every other week, because your boy's busy. Um. Yeah, I'm also, I'm I'm trying to... Really, really work at montage or not like work there, but like chip away at the task I could be doing at montage and what I could be providing to the nonprofit because it is a cool nonprofit. Um, so yeah, I think this was very informative. I learned a lot about Jewel and the air fryer, but if this interests you, I highly, highly recommend you watch Big Vape. Um, a documentary on netflix if you don't have netflix you don't want netflix i completely and totally understand um but otherwise that's all i have to offer to you today if you didn't listen for the information and you listened for background noise i don't care because a listen is a listen okay it still it still shows up in my stats you still gain or i still you still retain 100 percent retention right okay that's it thank you all for attending my ted talk i'll see you in a couple weeks